Hello, everybody. We are Matt and Kevin, and welcome to Season 3 of the Believe Overwatch League podcast from the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us on all social media at Believe in OWL and at Believe.com. This week, we explore the new Overwatch crossplay announcement and the first homestand of the season. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another week of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast. We are about in the, we're getting to the middle of June almost, and we're still kind of in the first third of it. Um, yeah. I can't, I can't math, Kevin. I can't math. Math, math is hard. <laughs> um but yeah this is this is a weird episode week for us because one we we just did our interview with watch my pride which was a lot of fun i really enjoyed it um but also this is the first week we've casted with video on i've i've never witnessed kevin casting live before and he's never witnessed me talking to my mic live before yeah uh we we decided to turn on face cams for the first time and uh yeah, he's like, what? This is what deflated Kevin looks like. You know, you know how like All Might is always out there. Like he's like buff and ripped, and then you just see the deflated form. You're like, oh, that's what's happening right now. <laughs> like he's just, uh, it, it's just deflated All Might on this side. So no Kevin hair gel, no suit, no bow tie, just, just me. <laughs> Kevin can see into my bedroom, which has has boxes in it that have not been unpacked from moving back when we did. <laughs> Don't worry. If I take down these screens, uh, my room is literally a tornado. So you guys are, uh, I'm, I'm saving you here. <laughs> Micro weather in Kevin's bedroom. Yeah. But how have you been? How's this past week been for you? So this past week, I actually, I went outside. Uh, but <laughs> that, is a, yeah. that is a first. Um, I went to Japantown, um, which I usually hit up when whenever my friends want to go out. Um, and I was like, oh, man, I need to go and pick up some manga. Um, I might as well go. So we went yesterday um, to Japantown in San Francisco. It's, that's pretty much like my second backyard. I like live there. Um, but I was out there. Um, we, we hit up the bookstore Kino Kunya, um, you know, very big popular book chain in uh, in Japan, but also it's like one of the best places to go and find new manga. So I, I picked up a couple of series that I've been continuing, uh, which is good. And then, um, yeah, we, we went and got ramen. I went to I went to the market afterwards, got some snacks and went home and and played Overwatch. Um, yeah, I did. I actually did. Got I, I got the skin all last night. We got a Same. group of, I think it was five or six. Um, I was live streaming it with with everyone, and they're like, "Yeah, it, it feels weird because it was all people from the team, um, from like back in the day." So, <laughs> the the title that I had is like you know um, the college I went to washed up. <laughs> uh washed up and scuffed 100 percent um but yeah we were playing and like our comms like it is one of those things that once you start in a lobby with your friends again um and you played on a team or had some form of structure that flow just comes out again like it's not like and i have i do this uh almost like unintentionally like even in with like common friends who i haven't played with on a competitive level and they're like 
we we thought you were quiet for the most part, but your comms are good. And I'm like, I'm sorry. It is uh it is the coach half of me coming out here. Uh and and the player competitive half. And they're like, no, 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 it's good. Just keep it up. And I'm like, oh sorry, uh, okay. So <laughs> yeah, it, it got really it got hectic, but we got the skin and yeah, it, it was it was fun. You're a living embodiment of that old warrior trope. Yeah, uh, that or um, you know the grandma and the walker or the um, <laughs> what is it, the the meme of uh, call an ambulance but not for me. Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the best one for me. They're just like, oh man, this guy is old, and then I'm just like, no, uh, you better watch watch yourself, kiddo. I'm coming out with my Winston. I hit you with my walker. But yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that's exactly how it went down. Um, but it was fun. Uh, how about you, Matt? How was your week? It's been good. I I did all of the placements, or not the placements, the uh, the Hammond unlock wins or games last night. It's been rough playing Overwatch because like my internet is conking out a lot. I don't know why. I'm having really bad connectivity issues, and it's not just me. It's like all my brothers. My brother also plays on our other PS4 here. Um, so he's been also having issues. So it's not it's not my PS4 for once it's not the the system that's having issues um but i i would like it to not do that so i can play games without being kicked out and then have to like reconnect in in it um but that's been fun um yesterday i went on another date with the girl we went to <laughs> there's a used bookstore we went to kbbq first and then there's a used bookstore out here next to that um we walked in and for some reason like the, all the cheesy romance novels were like out on display so i would just like flip to a random page and just like read it as, as facetiously as i possibly could which was just <laughs> some of the things they put in these these cheap romance novels it's like how how did someone pay you to write this how so that was fun and then we went to the park and then had ice cream and then i went home and did podcast work nice i thought that sounds like a very solid date yep and then i've just been i've been playing like board games and stuff and then mm-hmm. like so i i picked up bananagrams and i played that i picked up another game um by the guys who did exploding kittens it's called um a little wordy and it's like a word scrambling guessing game i picked up um it's kind of a role-playing haunted house game because you know i like horror it's a betrayal at house on a hill which was really cool. It's like you, you're exploring this house and as you like move through the board, you're like revealing new rooms. Um, and there's a bunch of different endings and we didn't die. We beat it. We won. No one died, which was fantastic. Um, and then I picked up Tickets to Ride, which I'm going to hopefully learn how to play mm-hmm. either tonight or tomorrow. So I've yeah. spent a lot of money on games. I like Ticket to Ride. I played it once at a party, um, but my friends make this constant joke about me. Um, and I will totally own up to it um, that I like games with trains. I like I like trains. <laughs> like is that okay, a so, thing? Yeah, okay. It's not like I I love trains, but like I like trains. Um, but I mean, you live in San Francisco. It's well, trains were very important to the history of your city. Yeah. So the the first thing is like I grew up with Thomas the Tank Engine, so I do have like the wooden you know ones that have lead paint in it, which is why I am very slow. Um, oh, no. but uh yeah i have the thomas the tank engine trains in in my uh in my garage and then on top of that like okay i'll just scroll through here i have a game to, 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 i know i have unrailed which is a train 
like track lane game we have monster train which is a card game we have um what was it mini metro which is actually one of my favorite like chill games uh where you essentially um you make the layout plan of a of of like a transportation system um in a certain metropolitan area so like if for example like in the bay we have bart but um you can like remake bart and how how efficient you can make it um japan has one for tokyo which is really interesting and you get access to you know like bullet trains and how quickly you can do certain things so that's a lot of fun but yeah i just have a stupid amount of games about trains i mean overwatch uh, technically has trains in it it does got busan and then now reinhardt's got his train sound skin yeah well i i bought that set immediately because it was a train and it makes train sounds come on it it makes train noises and if you're in front of it you are scared (laughs) it's fantastic i i I don't do it as much anymore but i still will scream out train sounds when i charge in and immediately die because it's not smart to charge into a full team of six (laughs) yeah if if you can get one if it's a a support maybe your team will be like oh okay that's fine uh but yeah (laughs) Anyway, let's get into the news of the week. Um, okay, so guessing game time, Kevin. Mm. So the PS5 is, you, no one can get a PS5. It's impossible. I have a couple of friends who have been like tracking them since they started having those tracker Twitter accounts and a couple of my friends have been able to get them. But like the normal people who are not trying to track them have not been able to get any. But you can get some PS5 related merch. So apparently there's a PS5 Balenciaga shirt that is has been released, the, the designer fancy fashion. Um, g- guess how much that that costs, Kevin, the shirt. I I wanna like I wanna say 300 sounds low, but I'm I'm gonna sit with 300. Okay. Um now for context, uh I think a, a discless PS5, a, a digital only costs 400 mm-hmm. and a disc one, I believe, is 500 Yeah, so this, I, I think it would be less than a PS5 console, right? Okay. This <laughs> shirt costs $675. Why would I spend money on a shirt when I can go and buy, and buy a PS5? Well, Kevin, the reason you wouldn't spend money on the shirt is because you were going to buy the hoodie instead, oh. which costs, give a guess. Is it okay? So if this one's six seventy five, right? I bet the hoodie's like eight hundred. Eight hundred seventy five. It's still yeah, no. <laughs> and I'm like, if you, I'm looking at this shirt right now. There's a a black version and a red version. It just says PS five November twenty twenty on the front. On the arm, one of the arms it says Balenciaga, and on the other arm it's the triangle, circle, X, and square. So, um. That, that that'll run you six hundred seventy five dollars if you Bro, wanted I, it. <laughs> I can make the shirt on Redbubble for like fifteen bucks. <laughs> like this is this is nothing like super expensive. It it it, it didn't need to be this this expensive for it. I understand it the brand Balenciaga, but still, like, come on, man. It's kind of ridiculous though. It's just just a tad bit. Just just a tad bit ridiculous. Just just like put it on a Uniqlo shirt and sell it for like like 25 and people will eat that up 
like the the fact that is is just astounding is that it costs more than the actual console. Yeah, like you you could spend six seventy five on getting a PS five um, if you get it from a scalper. Yeah, exactly. But like you can guarantee that you could get one with that kind of money. If you have the money to spend, just get the scalped system. My God, exactly. Um, another merch thing that came out this week. Uh, or not this week, but I saw it this week was okay. So it, it is Pride in the U.S. Um, as in our interview that we talked to Watchpoint Pride, apparently Pride is different months in the U.K. Like in Scotland, it's May because according to Nika, that's when they get their good weather. <laughs> so, um, in honor of Pride, Xbox released a controller that is Pride themed. Except nobody is allowed to buy it. They're only sending it out to select influencers that they, they deem worthy of this pride controller, which I don't understand why you would do that. Yeah. The making a skin for a controller doesn't make any sense. If you're not going to be able to sell it, you know, like I understand if they're going to do it, like, Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll give it to key influencers and then it will be on sale. But to the fact that they're just saying straight up, like we're sending this to key influencers and no one else, like this is an exclusive, you know, controller. Then like, don't parade it around. Like we, like the people are going to want it. And um, yeah, people, people might want to just get their hands on a, a controller like this. Um, yeah. And if, if from a marketing standpoint, you want, you want the money, that's, right? that's the best way of like getting it. It's just, you show off a really cool controller and just say, give us money and we'll give you product. Okay. Like it's very simple exchange of currency. Like it's like, kind of like what Oak was talking about at the very end of the interview. It's like how, like there's companies that'll just like slap on a pride thing just to pretend that they're like supporting pride, but they won't really do much else. Like there's so much potential here that you could do. Like you could sell the controller and on one hand you're earning money which is good. But also what you could do is like sell the controller and like put your money where your mouth is to show that you're not just doing this for the social media clout and like donate some of the proceeds from that controller to actual organizations. Like doing this does no one really any good. The fact that you've announced, like if you're going to like, I can understand doing this like as a smaller quiet thing to like, if you're just sending it to thank like the content creators, but the fact that they announced it and like showed it off to everybody it's like you're you're chasing clout for Pride Month. I, I feel this is disingenuous. We'll give you the money. Just give us a controller. Like how how hard is that? This is the one month where you would get so much like guaranteed money for this skin mm-hmm. for this controller. Like you could make it even like a timed exclusive and then people will snap it up even more because like the resale market for collectors' items is is huge. Exactly. Oh, hold on. I Speaking of collector's items, there's a stat that I found very recently. Guess how many Pokemon cards were sold la- last year? Just in general? Just in general. Okay, let's see. Uh, probably a couple. Well, are we talking world or just US? I believe it's world. Okay, we have to consider like McDonald's. We have to consider, uh, you know, the, the scalpers. And like everybody who wants the cards, the fact that they're selling out, I would say somewhere in the, I would, I would probably say like five 
hundred million cards. You think that they're selling a ton of them? Okay, okay, five hundred million. Final it's answer. Solid answer. Yeah. Final answer. Um, during the fiscal year of twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one, worldwide, the Pokemon Company sold three point seven billion Pokemon cards. Three point seven billion with a with B. a B with a B, a b- b- billion. Okay. And uh, so according to that worldwide to date, I believe now that takes the, the total to 34.1 billion. Um, so that means that's 10% of all card sales just happened in 2020 to 2021. Um, and then games wise, they sold 12 million games. So the lifetime game sales is 380 million. So not as, not as impressive as the cards thing, but it's still a lot. So I mean, people will buy stuff for the collector's value of it, for the for just the collecting. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that that's so many so many cards. <laughs> I can't conceptualize that. And and how many of those cards are the shiny full art Charizards? Exactly. You have to just start doing the uh, start doing the math on those. All right. So moving on. So. Kevin, tell us about this Angel of Death Widow skin. I didn't actually know about it until right now. Yeah, so we have we have a new skin out um, for for the Overwatch League. Um, it is the Angel of Death uh, Widowmaker skin. It is I, I don't know how else to describe it. It's it's edgy. It's sharp. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally very sharp. Um, but. Yeah, the the way how you get it, it is an Overwatch League exclusive skin, um, and yeah, it's just a Widowmaker one that's going to be out um, between June 9th and the twenty second or twenty first. Um, so June 9th through the twenty first is when you can get this skin, and if you guys want it, make sure to go get your hands on it. Um, I'm pretty sure it's going to be the same as like when the Lucio skins and stuff like that came out. They were kind of up there but um if you were watching the league or leave your screen open idle uh when the games are on you might be able to get this yeah and so it is i'm gonna butcher the french but it is the angers de la mort i i can't speak french i apologize to anybody who can speak french for for butchering your language um but it is to again with the themes it is to celebrate the medieval theme of the june joust much as the the May MMA one was celebrating the May Melee with MM May. Haha, pun. Um, but yeah, so what is the next tournament actually? What what possibly can we get from the summer showdown? I'm thinking, I hope it's another booty shorts tour. Uh, we can, or I, I would be fine with uh, Speedo Reinhardt as well. Ooh. Um, that would That would work. And you were right, Kevin. The skin is very pointy, very, very, very pointy, pointy indeed. <laughs> um, so, but speaking of things relating to the Overwatch League, um, it has been over a year since anyone has done anything in person. But this past weekend, the very first Overwatch League homestand of both the season and since we all shut down happened in China. Uh, the Hangzhou Star Hangzhou Spark hosted a homestand on Friday at the future SciTech city Academy exchange center. And I believe that continued all the way to the end of the weekend. 
for the um the qualifiers as well. The Shanghai Dragons, the Chengdu Hunters, the Valiant, the Gongzhou Charge, and the Hangzhou Spark were all there. Um, the Korean teams obviously are not in China, so like the NYXL weren't there, but they did play online. Um, it was really, I, I wasn't expecting this to be happening so soon. Um, just we're technically not out of the pandemic yet. Things are things are getting better, but I'm still very, I'm very surprised that that it it, it happened. The the Shanghai Dragons are going to be hosting their own their tournament. They're going to be hosting the Summer Showdown on July 11th, and then the Gangzhou uh, Charge will be hosting the Countdown Cup in August. Um, also the the Shanghai not the Shanghai um, the Dallas Fuel, according to a post. Um, by by Mike Rufile, who's um, Hastro, according to his post, um, we are going to be getting next week a, a live schedule of Dallas Fuel games. So um, the, the tweet literally says from the 4th of June. So yeah, guys, at Dallas Fuel Live, dates next week. Um, no word as to yet if the, the casters are going to be there in person, but at least we're going to have some options for people who are living in Dallas to like, start to form that live community again the homestands are kind of an interesting um thing in general i'm i'm okay with them opening up safely and you know at least bringing revenue to an event again and that's honestly like one of the hardest parts of being online right now is not having that community support but at the same time it is kind of like it is spooky to have people uh together again like like I get I get anxious sometimes when I watch NBA games because there's mm-hmm. like a bunch of people still in the crowd and I'm like, bro, like everybody's got masks on and stuff like that, but you're still close. You're still like packed in there. Um, but I, I know that we all want to take care of each other, but um, I would highly like I think that we could easily go back to home stands next year. But like right now, you know, we just got off of the pandemic uh thing we we don't know if anything else is out there um so um i hope that we uh we get this closed up and uh yeah finished off here i mean on one hand it was really cool like you could hear the crowd cheering in the background of of the game when you were watching it um but also like there i didn't look like there was social distancing being observed a lot of people weren't wearing masks which is weird because like Asian people were the ones wearing masks in general before, like before anybody else was like an Asian person gets sick. Oh, we put a mask on just, just mm-hmm. in general. So uh, I found it, I found it a little bit weird that there were so many people in that audience, not wearing masks. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know what the, the laws and regulations are like in China right now, but I think for right now, I mean, I feel like for right now we already had, the system in place to make this year work without the homestands then money wise it's not going to be a great wouldn't be a great fi- fiscal financial year for the team owners without the homestands but i agree with you i think we need to i think we needed to wait a little bit more before we did this on a recurring regular basis um that being said as i plan to go to a concert later this year <laughs> yeah i i hope that we we can have the games again in in person because I, I i honestly do miss like hanging out with people um but yeah i want to do it safely um and it would be a lot more organized for next year too um and as long as we don't get like overwatch 2 in the middle of the season i think that will be fine 
yeah i mean there, there's always the potential of like one person bringing who who's not vaccinated or or someone gets infected and they spread it and then that if it happens at a league game then that what is that going to do for the rest of the home stands um if some people start and some people catch it like are you going to have to shut the rest of them down are you going to just change the security like how how does that eventuality come into play hopefully we can have more home stands that are cool yeah um, and especially to have like the crowd back that's always another feeling that mm-hmm. the players can really feel um and yeah it, We'll see how we'll see how the game yeah because i know i know that. some people who like i've seen people post like online like they're going to baseball games but baseball's typically held outdoors mm-hmm. and they they enforce they from what i've seen they're enforcing the social distancing with this it's it's not in like a giant arena even at least like basketball would be it's not in an open air arena like a baseball stadium is and there, there again there's the no social distancing so I feel like they need to refine what they're doing a little bit more before things come back to, to the capacity that they were. Yeah. And I, I honestly think that you can do a more, I don't, I don't want to say like formal setting, but if you want to enforce social distancing, you could put like tables and stuff like out there and then distance the tables. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that way it feels more like people gathering and watching some bigger event. Um, and you get to keep the capacity lower because you have, um, you you have less space for chairs. So yeah, um, yeah. I feel like it's going to be really interesting to see um, moving forward. I feel um, like what... monetarily wise, if if the reason why they're packing so many people is just for the money, what you could do is like, you could try to make it like a quote unquote VIP experience. You know where it's like it's socially distanced. There are less tickets available, but they cost more. And maybe you like you throw in some extra stuff. After, in addition to it like you throw in like food or something or like so some exclusive merch to to compensate for the fact that the tickets cost a little bit more i think that might be just at least for rona times i think that would have i would rather have seen that solution rather than just like open tickets and cram everybody in there yeah my quite actually i yeah when i went to the basketball game a couple weeks ago when the warriors were still in it um, I'm trying to remember if they could do give outs or like giveaway stuff, right? You know, um, like t-shirt cannons mm-hmm. and like tokens or something like that. But I do understand like if they were on stage and you had better like seats or areas where there's one where it's like guaranteed within range of getting a, getting a prize or something thrown off stage, you know, you can easily do that as an incentive. So, long story short, TLDL to London, listen, um, homestands are back in China, coming back to U.S. via the Dallas Fuel. Um, date's coming, and we'll see if other teams in the U.S. expand to that, because China and, not Korea, but we know that China is going to be hosting two more homestand tournaments when those tournaments come out. Um so now comes for the uh, the big stuff, the developer update that just dropped today. Um, crossplay is going to be available. I don't like. On one hand, I feel like 
I'm glad that we finally get it. I do feel like they went a little bit too far with it, though. You know? Uh, how so? I feel like the fact that you have people playing on PC, right, mm-hmm. who don't have the aim assist, and they're, they're used to not having aim assist. They're playing on general... I mean, there are people who play PC that also play with um, controller, but in general, you're playing with mouse and keyboard, which is, like, infinitely more precise and easier to control than mm-hmm. playing with um, a controller. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I f- while some people, it's like, like you mentioned, you you said earlier during our interview with uh, Watchpoint, like you could, at this point, if this goes through, you could like spectate on my games and, and just trash on me completely for my absolute garbage tank play. Um, but like, and while that is cool that you allow people with who play console who play uh, PC to, to play, but I feel like it puts console players at a huge disadvantage, right? I I, I can understand if they did like um, Switch, Xbox, and PlayStation are able to play together as a community, and then PC just because of the differences between them, PC still mm-hmm. stays its own thing. At mm-hmm. this point, it's like, how are you going to have like? Uh, even even quick play now how are you going to have that good game if you've got people like just flick shotting you with the with the mouse and keyboard they they mentioned this in he didn't mention it in the actual like developer update video but he had a frequently asked question section that um i did stare into um <laughs> one of them was i that briefly whole, scrolled through it yeah that that whole thing of like will console players in quick play get instantly thrown in with and the answer for that is no. Um, we're, we're not going to have that. Um, for the most part, we are going to have um, separate pools in terms of that. So um, they, he said all console players will be in their own pool. PC players will be in their own pool. The only time when we get the two to cross is if you queue up together. So if a PC player queues up with a console player, um, in the same party, they will get a mix of both PC and console players. Um, that is the only time when those will cross over. Um, the the other side of it was like, you, if you're only queuing for console, right, um, and you queue with other console players, you're only going to get console players. So they're keeping that pool kind of their own thing, and then PC are on their own thing, but there is the potential for like a quick play if you wanted to invite your console players over and you play on pc you have that option but uh they told them like yeah the the pools are going to be different but it's going to be um something that they're going to be experimenting with how how they queue people up if it's sr based or if it's just numbers based you know mm-hmm. from what i understand like if you don't want to do the cross play you can turn it off mm-hmm. but i mean if you're console you can turn it off but for pc there isn't that option yeah. to to turn it off. Like you, you have to do crossplay. Yeah, and I'm fine with that. Like, I feel like whatever hardware you have, if you consider, I have, you know, what they would consider a superior piece of hardware with keyboard <laughs> and mouse. Um, I guess it's fine because like there's really not a lot of difference. Um, when when we're going into it, so. Um, yeah, I feel like that's a really cool thing that they're doing. It, they're allowing for crossplay, and 
I think the funnest thing, I feel like this is going to be something that's going to show up maybe later, is like, let's say if Nintendo Switch players are really good at playing hamster or something like that, or they find a way how to do mm-hmm. some like crazy thing that only, you know, they can handle because of the console that they're on. Will we start having the Overwatch League having specialists who use a specific thing, right? Like you could have a Nintendo Switch player playing <laughs> ball uh with a team of keyboard and mouse like dps and like ps5 and xbox support line or something like that uh it's just using the best of what what is available to to make a team but i feel like it'd be really really weird i do like how competitive is strictly not gonna allow this though Mm -hmm. i do think that is an important distinction that they made and I, i agree with it definitely um I also like the, how they're giving us all a gold loot box, but I'm wondering why. Like, what? What's the point? <laughs> Get you to log in. You gotta open it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, um, but I'm fine with that. Like, yeah, I'll take a yeah, loot box. Free. I, I'll take it. Uh, what I, I'm not, uh, what I don't understand though, is, is like the specification that you have to have a Battle.net account. Because like, don't you already have to have one to play Overwatch? You have to have one for PC to play Overwatch. Um, okay that is that is guaranteed but apparently for like some consoles they don't require it um Hmm. because you could still just play in their own like console like internet thing that they have set up there but yeah i feel like it's fine you can you can set up your own uh you can set up your own account you should be fine with um the way how it goes so um yeah i just i just hope that we can get that together i think maybe the reason why i I have one and i think it's normal is because for league for league tokens you have to Mm -hmm. have a battle account so maybe that's why and also i was like playing in between multiple um playstations so i had my accounts on different playstations so maybe that's why i feel like it's actually really good for coaching too Mm. um you should have people who can finally see that as an option now they made a distinction like there, this cross play is not cross progression, right? Yes. So like, you're you're not going to be able to like bring your Xbox account to PC to Switch to PlayStation. Like you're going to have separate accounts on each one, correct? Yes. Yes. At least at least in the beginning, I feel like, from what I understand, that's something that they're going to look into developing next. Um, and th- this is in beta right now, right, Kevin? This, this is in beta. Okay. So not fully launched yet, but I I could I know that people are starting to like try it out. It it's definitely worth testing out, especially if you have friends who are on other consoles. Um and and just to see like how the latency works between them or if it's just, you know, straight up broken. Uh just things to look out for, you know. How are you feeling overall about this, Kevin? We finally we finally get what people have been asking for with, with crossplay. Uh I'm I'm fine with it. Like as a as a PC player, I am not I'm not afraid of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh I, I'm willing to play and if I get beat by you know somebody who's on a separate who's on a different console, like that's fine. Like uh, that means I I'm bad. Like uh and I feel like if anything, this will bring um, it brings more players together in the fact that, like, you no longer have to say, I can't play Overwatch with you because you don't have a PC or you don't have said console. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they could all just kind of play together and uh, and work together in that fact. So, um, yeah, it, we, we get to just watch some of the more interesting styles come out. And um, if there is going to be a random like crossplay meta that comes out, we'll see. Are there, do you think there's going to be certain characters that are going to be easier for console than they are for uh, for PC and the other way around? Because I like, I know for Switch you have the gyro, so you can just like swing around with the the Hammond. That's why I'm saying I think for for Ball and maybe for Winston, it might be easier to play on a Switch. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But we won't know. Um, like I don't know console players. You know, if you're if you come from the COD world, maybe. Um, some of the DPS players come easily for you or, you know, Zen or Lucio. Um, yeah, each person will have their own style going forward. So it's a matter of figuring out what works for you. I feel like if you queue up with PC players and you're a console player during like a Widowmaker meta, you're not just not going to have a good time. Just don't pick Widow. Just <laughs> pick somebody who has a bigger, bigger range. Or just hope someone else who's playing PC is not clicking us on widow yeah just we'll, we'll put on a blindfold for you guys anything else that was that's all we have for news yeah it's a really short news week the big thing was you know obviously the big dev update that just dropped it's good to know that we have this as an option and finally if you guys play on console you guys could hit me up and i i'm allowed to play with you guys now so you so guys does this can, mean does this mean PTR is going to be accessible for everybody, or is that do you think PTR is still just going to be PC? That's a tough one. I'm I'm fine. Like honestly, I feel like if PTR was more accessible for console players as well, it just gets more input to the dev team, and that's just right. really helpful. Um, but I don't know if that's what this means. I hope that's what this means. Mm-hmm. Uh, that way, you guys can be like, why can Diva's mech crush somebody? Like, who thought this was a good idea? Um, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, PC players are allowed to, you know, kind of find these weird interactions more likely. Um, but at the same time, like it, it's fine. Like I think PTR should be available for console players, um, as well, because, you know, more input is always better. So if that happens, do you think there's even, there is any more reason to have the experimental patch anymore? Because like experimental was kind of like i again i felt like it was ptr for um all systems so say now that potentially if we get a p the ptr on all systems do we even need to have experimental anymore or are we just going to go back to like ptr play uh i think we would just go straight to ptr like it's just a whole thing that you could just test on your own but uh i do understand the experimental card like being there just to like test something or like try out weird interactions if they want to try it you know Mm -hmm. um we have seen that happen before where they're just like well besides the april fool's day like experimental patch uh which i mean we did get the diva squish it's just a matter of time before we get the uh sigma no gravity um i want that so bad (laughs) just a floating sigma um i just feel like i I want to just throw balls and fly exactly it's just he's no longer bounded by gravity (laughs) um but I do feel like that's just a, a cool thing to test out, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Anything else? Or are we good for the news this week? This has been... I think this is the first time we've actually had very little to talk about and actually didn't run for an hour. 
yeah um just make sure that if if you guys are here uh check out the interview i feel like that's just honestly like one of the better parts of this week's series it's oh yeah very in de- like depth and in detail so uh yeah go go and watch that one i feel like it's it's a long interview it's like an hour and a half ish yeah. but like it covers a lot of things and i think a lot of things in depth and like i did not ex- like when i was booking the the session i thought oh it'll take maybe an hour hour and a half tops we went we went a little bit over an hour and a half but so um definitely more involved than i was expecting but i re- i i had a good time with it i think we we hit a lot of different topics that are important to talk about and are are very informative so please please do check out that interview with watchpoint pride that we're releasing this week i'm probably I don't know if I'm releasing it tonight or tomorrow morning or Friday, even depending on when I can get those files from Believe um, and when I can finish the one rework I have to do as well. But please, please do listen to that and, and share it with people. Like, help, let's help celebrate Pride and and get those voices amplified. But anyway, thank you all for tuning into the news episode this week. Uh, in the gameplay episode, we're going to be going over the knockout round for the June Joust, so please tune into that. Um, aside from that, have a great week, everybody, and we will see you next week. Adios. Next week, we crown the winner of the June Joust and bring you more gaming and Overwatch news. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms and follow us on all social media at Believe in OWL. Questions or comments? Please send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.